What if visiting your doctor was as easy as making a phone call? What if reviewing test results and managing your medications took as much effort as checking your email? Well, that is all possible now thanks to new technologies like telehealth and advanced apps that are redefining how patients access and receive care. For Americans, consumer healthcare innovations mean more convenience and better access to the care they need. This episode of The Next Big Thing in Health is brought to you by Accenture, helping health and insurers transform with intelligent automation. What does it mean to be an intelligent payer? To find out how your organization can apply artificial intelligence to achieve meaningful change, visit Accenture.com backslash AHIP and follow hashtag intelligent payer on Twitter and LinkedIn. Also, be sure to visit Accenture.com backslash AHIP to download the free intelligent payer survival guide. I'm your host, Laura Evans, and in this episode of The Next Big Thing in Health, we are previewing the future of healthcare and the technologies that will help propel us there. Today's guest is Sarah Weinberg, Chief Product Officer of Oscar Health. As Chief Product Officer, Sarah oversees Oscar Health's entire suite of products, including operational systems and internal tools, plus apps for doctors to connect with their patients and websites and apps for Oscar patients to connect with their own health information. Prior to joining Oscar, Sarah spent seven years helping steer e-commerce tech startups, including food delivery portal Seamless and Lot 18, a luxury wine retailer. So before we dive into Oscar and all of the um, new innovations and and the exciting future, um, I want to find out a little bit more about your career journey and how your experience kind of led you to where you are today with Oscar Health. Well, I, like many other people that are in product, got into product a little bit by accident. Um, I do not have a technology or engineering background. You know, for example, I didn't study engineering in college or anything like that. But I landed in my 20s at a tech startup in a customer success oriented role where I was really day to day interacting with all of our users. And I became quickly an expert on what our users cared about. And so therefore, I was often tapped by our internal engineering teams to give feedback on product launches that they were working on from our client's perspective, right? So what would a user think of this? What do they care about? And that gave me exposure to what I now know is product, um, really thinking about what users need, what needs to be built for them, how it should look and feel. I helped a lot with quality control and making sure that things were buttoned up before release. And it was at that company where I started in a customer success role that I ended up transitioning into product internally, which again is not uncommon for many product people that you'll speak to. Um, And so from there, I worked at a variety of different e-commerce related tech startups uh, in a product capacity. Uh, What brought me to Oscar was at some point, I felt like I had really honed that craft. I was pretty good as a product manager and I was really craving doing something more mission driven. I also happened to come from a family of a lot of doctors and people in healthcare. My father is a cardiologist with a private practice. My sister is in internal medicine and so on. And so I had had some exposure to healthcare growing up. And I know that Oscar is often described as both an insurance company and a technology company, which is really unique. Could you talk more about those two identities, how they may overlap and, and how they differ? Yes, it is very unique. Um, you know, we used to refer to it as a two-headed beast because they are very different <laughs> in nature, right? There's the sort of modern technology startup culture and environment, and then the more antiquated sort of traditional health insurance environment. And we are trying to marry the two. 
And from my perspective, what's really critical and what I spend a lot of my time on is making sure that they're well balanced and that the company, we're essentially a tech enabled organization. And so if you think about what the spirit of a modern tech company is, it's about flexibility, agility, the ability to move fast and do experimentation. All of those words are not words that you hear often in the context of healthcare or health insurance. And so what we are trying to do is figure out how to apply those same principles and philosophies to the world of healthcare. So for example, we've been for a few years now um, embarking on building our own core insurance and claims processing system. That is not a thing many other players try to accomplish. And for us, the main objective there is we want to end up with a very highly flexible, configurable system that allows us to experiment and be more efficient and unlock a lot of innovation that others would have a difficult time trying to operationalize. And so that is a great example of how we try to marry those two spirits together. Mm -hmm. I would imagine trust is a little bit of an issue trying to get consumers to really understand the new technologies and, like I said, trust them. How do you handle that? Trust is really critical for us. Um, we have learned that in order to really serve as the entry point into the healthcare experience and help guide people to make the smartest decisions possible, they must trust our guidance. And so we spend a lot of time actively, proactively building trust. Um, last year, we surveyed our membership and found that over 75% of our members tell us that they trust us to give them advice on how to navigate healthcare. And we're talking in an industry where trust is a notorious problem. So I think that has been a big accomplishment for us. When you ask why they trust us, it usually comes down to a few key levers, two of which are our digital experiences are easy to use and make sense to them, which alone is a no small feat in healthcare. But also, we have a unique customer service model. We have a team we call concierge, where every member is mapped to a small group of people that they consistently interact with. So they form human relationships with these people. Some are clinicians, some are not. But they have persistent touch points. And that relationship plays a huge role in the trust that they feel in Oscar. And so both the sort of digital and technology component and the human and personalized component have allowed us to generate that trust that has in turn allowed us to serve as more than just an insurer or an administrator you know, of the healthcare experience, but really as the entry point into the overall ecosystem. Interesting. So, so what new ways do you believe will technology in what in what ways will they will technology transform health insurance and healthcare? And I, I'm you just mentioned a little bit about how Oscar is leading, and I'm wondering if there's anything more that Oscar is doing to lead in this space and prepare for that technology transformation. Mm -hmm. I think the key with respect to how technology can influence the healthcare experience is around a really big and renewed emphasis on the consumer and each individual and the ease of use of the experience, and also on personalization around the individual. And so, you know, we really believe that our goal is to create an experience that delivers real value and that people love, that is convenient, easy to understand, that reduces any friction out of the system. And that's what really allows you to build trust. And what we see is the whole industry is really embracing consumerization and moving in that direction. Um, and so, you know, for example, one of the things that matters a lot is predictability in healthcare. That is a big problem. People tend to not know what's coming next, not know what things are going to cost them. They're not even sure where to go to figure out the next steps. 
And that is something that I think technology can provide a lot of value for. So for example, we spend a lot of time on what we call care routing, routing people to the best place to get the care that they need. And where technology can play in is we can focus on real personalization from an algorithmic standpoint. How do we recommend the best doctors based on a specific individual circumstances, their history, their preferences, what others like them do, um, all of these variables that really result in people getting matched to the best possible place for the care that they need. And it also factors in what is lowest cost, what is highest quality. And so again, technology can play a huge role if it really starts embracing the individual and their needs and then applying you know, the best of modern technology to create a more personalized experience. That's essentially yeah. what we're after. Right. And it makes sense for on behalf of consumers. Uh, then going forward, though, where do we focus? Where do you think we should be focusing? And I know Oscar's motto is doing health insurance differently, which uh, clearly you are. But as we, you know, reinvent health insurance and health care, where should our focus be? Mm -hmm. Well, for one, convenience, I think, could be markedly better than it is today. And so, for example, to remove any barriers that consumers face today on actually receiving care. That's a big topic for us. Um, an obvious example of that on our end is telemedicine or virtual care. Today, the vast majority of care still has to happen in person and people have to travel somewhere and wait often for long periods of time to receive the care that they need. And there's a huge opportunity to make care more accessible by leveraging technology to achieve that. Um, and so, for example, we started off originally with telemedicine free, 24-7 telemedicine. So, you know, no barrier to usage, but it was urgent care for the most part, right? On-demand urgent care. And what we're really trying to do is expand that umbrella to encompass more basic care needs, including even potentially the management of chronic illnesses. Really, the more that we can do to make care more conveniently accessible, the better it is for consumers, right? And we'll remove those barriers. Um, another example, similarly, is just empowerment, right? Consumers today have a very hard time even getting access to all of their own information, which sounds mind-boggling, but it's a real problem in healthcare. And so how we as the insurer, we are well positioned to kind of receive all of that information and aggregate it and make it accessible to the individual so that they have all of their own information at their fingertips in a way that they can understand and that is actionable for them, right? So that as they move around the system, they are empowered with their own data and they can more easily connect the dots between the experiences they're having. Um, those are just two examples of what we believe technology can really enable in terms of the evolution of healthcare moving forward. And that is really personalizing health, the healthcare yeah. experience. Yes, definitely. Yeah. Um, what new innovations do you have um, at Oscar that are putting patients in charge of their healthcare? It sounds like you know telemedicine is one of them, but what what else uh, are you deploying to help uh, give give that empowerment that you mentioned to patients? So for sure, telemedicine. Um, I already covered, for example, empowerment with data and information. For example, we have in our digital experience, consumers have access to something that resembles the Facebook timeline in many ways, where they can just mm -hmm. see a time, an easy to use timeline view of all their prior healthcare interactions. And it's written in a user friendly way, things like lab results, even notes from their telemedicine interactions. We really try to keep it comprehensive. Um, so getting more data into their hands is a big topic. Um, I mentioned earlier care routing and more personalized care routing. We talk about what's the best way to match a patient to a doctor, which is I'm sure 
everyone feels, there are certain types of specialties where that matters even more than others in terms of the personal fit. Like, for example, a primary care doctor, a mental health specialist, or even an OBGYN for someone who wants to have a baby. And so we put a lot of emphasis, again, I think the theme consistently here is around personalization and making sure that people really feel, even when it's through technology, that they're receiving a personalized experience and that we really have their best interests at heart. Mm-hmm. So looking ahead, and you're already tapping into the future of healthcare and, uh, and health technology, but what's next beyond this? Um, are there any new artificial intelligence innovations headed our way? And how is Oscar considering using AI at this point? Yeah, there's a lot happening in AI and healthcare, which, you know, for us is really exciting to see. A lot of it is in the care delivery or sort of treatment spaces. So, for example, um, tons of people experimenting with machine learning on things like predicting disease or identifying problems earlier than we're able to today, which, of course, would benefit everybody in terms of preventative medicine. Um, and to find additional efficiencies across the healthcare system. And so there's a lot going on generally, which is for us good. We want to see the whole industry advance and get better. That's what we sought out Mm -hmm. to do is to make an impact across the whole ecosystem. For us right now, we really think about, again, the same vein of things I've been talking about, about ease of use and convenience for our consumers. And so one example where we're applying some machine learning is on how we understand what our members are looking for help with when they contact us, right? Really taking that unstructured language and figuring out how to structure it in a way that helps us understand what they need so we can continue to build out more easily available self-service for them through our digital experiences, do a better job of prioritizing their needs. For example, we might, you know, through that, realize that what they really need for a particular situation is a pediatrician instead of a nurse practitioner, or, you know, what's the most efficient place to route them to get the thing they need in the quickest, most convenient way. Um, And again, convenience, efficiency, all of these things are sort of principles that we adhere to in everything that we do. And sometimes AI and machine learning are very effective mechanisms to try to enhance those things. Hmm. So, you know, this show is called The Next Big Thing in Health. So I've got to ask you, what do you believe is the next big thing in health beyond some of the things that we've talked about today? Yeah, so I'll repeat a few of the themes I said before. Um, For one, for sure, virtual access to care. I mean, for us, that is a no-brainer. We see everyone doing it more and more and participating in it more. When we first launched our telemedicine service, there weren't too many other players out there doing it. Now everybody is very interested in participating in that. And it really requires a seamless integration between technology and operations and thinking about how to enable humans via technology, because we're not replacing the physicians, we're just enabling them and empowering them, right? So I think that is a direction that we see the whole industry going in. And for us, you know, we're lucky that we have built really high engagement. We have about five times the industry standard on telemedicine. And so it's really the sky's the limit, you know, based on our own ability to move it forward in terms of expanding the scope of what we can deliver virtually. Um, And then the other thing that I'll mention is just, again, the moving data around the system, interoperability, so many people thinking about how to make that better across all the different fragmented components of the system. And I do think you'll see a much improvement in that space over time as there are more and more intermediaries that are trying to connect the dots between all the players. And that, again, I think the, the goal there is really just empowerment of the consumer and making sure that everyone involved in helping with a patient's health has access to all the necessary information to do the best job they possibly can. 
Sarah, it's so fascinating to hear all of this and all of the innovations that you all are putting to use at Oscar Health. I really appreciate you joining us today. It's been uh, very enlightening. Sarah Weinberg, Chief Product Officer of Oscar Health, thank you so much for being with us. Thank you again for having me. Quick reminder that this episode of The Next Big Thing in Health is brought to you by Accenture, helping health insurers transform with intelligent automation. Did you know that artificial intelligence solutions can unlock billions of dollars in value for payers? To learn which six capability areas can generate the most value from AI, visit Accenture.com backslash AHIP to see the latest research from Accenture and to download the free Intelligent Payer Survival Guide. So I want to bring in my co-host, Matt Isles, from America's Health Insurance Plans to talk about the interview that I just did with, with Sarah. So interesting, and they really are thinking outside of the box uh, with, with some of the things that they're, that they're doing. Um, we talked about the marriage between new technologies and healthcare delivery, and I'm curious, Matt, what your thoughts are about uh, what role insurers play in that. Hi, Laura. Thanks for having me back. Uh, insurers play a very important role in terms of marrying technology to care delivery to consumers. There have been enormous investments by health insurance providers into developing new tools and technologies to make sure that consumers have access to the information that they need in a way that they can use that's actionable to make the best healthcare decisions. Now, one of the challenges we face is with all of these new technologies is that consumers aren't that aware of them. While they know Amazon and Google and technology in other parts of their lives, they haven't made that translation to healthcare yet. And so there's a big educational opportunity for health insurance providers for uh, letting consumers know that these tools exist and how to use them, um, and also how to get a more personalized healthcare experience, which I think we heard a lot about uh, from Oscar, which is really interesting. Let me dig in a little bit deeper there. How do you start to make that known? How do you start to you know, get people to understand that that's even available? I think it starts with the day that someone signs up for coverage. Uh, right? That's an important decision is just making the choice about who's going to be your health insurance provider. Uh, from that point in time is making sure that the consumers, as they are enrolled, know that there are so many ways that they can engage through technology, whether it be going online to the health insurance provider's website and portal, to knowing that telehealth um, uh, tools exist, to going onto the Apple Store and downloading applications so that when they're out there in the world and they need some healthcare, that they can actually go online and find out what it is that they need, but it has to start from the beginning and making sure continually that people know that these tools are available and can help them get a better, lower cost, more personalized, higher quality healthcare experience. So you talk about personalization. What are some of the technologies that you're seeing that are really helping to create that more personalized healthcare experience? Right. It really does start with the benefit tools so that people understand what is their coverage? What is their deductible? Who is in their provider network, right? Those are sort of the basic questions. And then you can go up the sort of technology ladder to more sophisticated offerings, uh, such as you know telehealth or integrating um, your Apple Health uh, information into uh, healthcare technology tools so that if you went online 
and actually needed care from a provider, they could have access to that information. How do we integrate also electronic health record information? Now that's a little bit bigger challenge that the system is working on, but I think over time that will make the healthcare experience more seamless and easier for consumers so that they have access to their information, their personal data for, for them and you know, to the extent that they're helping with their family members, uh, their family members and figuring out how do they get the care that they need in the right setting at the right time and hopefully high quality uh, and low cost. So you heard Sarah and I spoke a lot about the role of trust and getting consumers to understand and trust these new technologies. What are insurance provider, providers doing right now to help build that trust and, and what more can they do? How can they do this um, on a more robust scale? Right. I think it starts with that notion of personalization and knowing that uh, you are not just another sort of covered member, but that you're a person, right? And so starting with that that personal connection and so that the the individual feels as if they are known, uh, right? Because I think we all want to have a sense that the people that we're engaging with know us and can help us. And so it really starts through that initial process where people get onboarded through coverage um, and also knowing that the information that they provide to health insurance providers is protected. Um, and it is a critical priority um, and requirement of our industry is that um, personal health information must be protected uh, whenever you're engaged with a health insurance provider. And that doesn't necessarily apply to technology and tools outside the healthcare realm or that are not operated by uh, health insurance entities directly. But when you're working with your health insurance provider, that information is protected. And I think that's an important element to communicate to, so to help build trust. Because when you go online, we've heard so many stories about how you're tracked and that information can be used. Um, when you're working with your health insurance provider, any personal health information that you pr provide to, to a health insurance provider must be protected under law and under regulations. And as we think about the future, I think that's one of our um, areas of uh, concern and opportunity. Uh, we have some significant concerns about the development of all these new web tools and apps, which could be incredibly powerful and useful, but how will that information actually be used and will it be protected for consumers? Uh, we know, for example, all of the tools, again, that our members offer have to be uh, HIPAA protected, uh, so-called, uh, and compliant with those rules and regulations. But when you get outside that ecosystem and you click the sort of I accept box without reading right. like we do so frequently when we mm -hmm. go online, um, you're in a totally different environment and the information that you provide may or may not be protected. So that starts to erode trust. And how do you, how do you make sure, though, that all of these regulations are being followed, that this, you know, stuff that, that, that consumers could get into that maybe don't have the privacy protection, um, that, that they're, they, they are protected across the board. It's challenging because they're not protected across the board, right? I mean, we have different regulatory systems that govern how different technologies and tools are used depending upon the type of entity that you are. And health insurance providers are a, a HIPAA-protected entity or mm -hmm. HIPAA-covered entity, but everyone else isn't. Uh, if you go outside, certainly if you're going in you know, hospital settings and physicians' offices and, and things like that, uh, but when you're talking about new tools and technologies that might link to your health in some way, 
Um, there is no guarantee, and I think th that's one of the big conversations that we actually need to have as a country, which is how are we going to protect that healthcare information for consumers and patients um, when they're in different environments, and do they actually know what it is that they're sharing and how it might be used? Right, and how do you empower the consumer to really exactly. see the difference between these? Right. Which is not just in the healthcare industry, yeah, but really right. everywhere. Right. right, it's around yeah. all technology. Yeah. So Oscar's motto, as you heard, is doing health insurance differently, doing health insurance differently. Clearly, they're doing that. They're outside of the box. But going forward, as we reinvent healthcare, um, what trends are you seeing? What do you think we should be focusing on? I think it really starts with a relentless focus on the consumer. Um, and we see it across so many different areas. And we heard Oscar talk very eloquently about how focused they are on consumers and personalization. Um, and I know from our membership that it's happening across the entire industry is how do you connect with individual patients and consumers to meet them where they are in their healthcare journey, whether they're sick or whether they're healthy right now? How do you empower their best health? How do you make sure that they get the information that they need to make the best healthcare decisions with their physicians, with their families, um, and that focus really on making sure that um, care is accessible, convenient, and that the system is easier to navigate. I know that's a theme that we've come back to a lot of times here, which is how do we really empower consumers to have that simple and easy experience in healthcare the same way that they may experience in other parts of their lives? It is absolutely a work in progress, but the focus, I think, is where we start to build trust and build on that effort to connect with consumers where they are that can help us get to better outcomes, lower costs, better healthcare experience for all Americans. So how do you connect with consumers where they are, meeting them where they are? Right, it, it can happen in many different ways. It can be through uh, a direct uh, communication with them. When we look at, for example, our Medicare Advantage members or Medicaid members, um, and I mean our health plans that operate in those programs, they go into the home. They are physically meeting people where they are to really understand what is their health status? What risks might they have? Do they live in a safe environment? Are they, do they have access to transportation? Do they have access to nutrition? That's how you really get to know a person and understand when you see them and meet with them in their own environment that you're able to develop some of these really personalized care offerings and, and also new benefit plans like we've seen in Medicare Advantage where they're offering all of these new supplemental benefits and also trying to leverage technology to make sure that uh, not just are those benefits being offered, but that the seniors and Medicare beneficiaries who have that coverage are able to make the best use of them. And technology is a big component to it, but a personal touch also is really important. So it's understanding where they are in the, the scheme of things with their health, with where they live geog uh, geographically and... and uh family and all, Absolutely. All those and to you know, connect to some of our prior podcasts, it's really around the, the social factors that so influence them beyond just their direct health status, um, where they live, where they work, where they play, where do they go to church, um, and how they interact with their environment, and what are the challenges that they have, um, and how can health plans help those individuals really achieve their best health by meeting them where they are. Matt Isles, thanks as always for your insight. Thanks, Matt. Appreciate it. Thanks. 
This episode of The Next Big Thing in Health has been brought to you by Accenture, helping health insurers transform with intelligent automation. Visit Accenture.com backslash AHIP to download the free Intelligent Payer Survival Guide. To find out the top three business areas where payers can generate near-term value from artificial intelligence, visit Accenture.com backslash AHIP to see the latest research from Accenture. And be sure to follow hashtag Intelligent Payer on Twitter and LinkedIn. Remember to subscribe to The Next Big Thing in Health on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And if you like what you heard, tell a friend and leave us a rating and a review. Thanks for tuning in.